Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's Friday, January 8th, and it's playoff best bet time. Uh, quick update, though. We actually are trying something out new with the Pick 6 Podcast, where we go live on Twitch. You go to twitch.tv slash CBS Sports HQ and watch us do the best bet show. Um, we're going to be doing it throughout the playoffs. I think four o'clock Thursday. We'll also be doing a live preview show for all the playoff games Saturday at noon Eastern and Sunday at noon Eastern. So make sure and check those out. But with new things comes, you know, sometimes some technical difficulties. We had multiple, uh, geriatrics on the show with us, Pete and Kenny, not exactly spring chickens. You know, Pete, really old. And we had a little bit of technical issues when it came to the sound early on in the first half of the show. It gets fine. I don't know if it's right around the break or not. That's what Debo told me. But if you have problems with the sound, apologies in advance. We're working on it. But it's it's on the Twitch thing. It's a different setup. So make sure and power through or go check it out on Twitch. Feel free to tweet me and Debo and complain about it. We got some good bets for you for the playoffs, though. So stick around and check those out. It's the Tan and White Show, the best bet show. Kitty White, RJ White, and Pete Prisco. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Good. How you doing? Excellent. I forgot my crown. Oh, that's right. I promised um, on the, uh, the, the 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 preview tweet that Pete would be here to gloat and that RJ would be here to cry. So, Pete, you won the regular season title, the best bets title. You uh, you went four and two to close the season out. RJ went two and four, I believe. Gloat, gloat. I'm just, you know what? I had a good year. It's about damn time I had a good year. I'm, I mean, I wasn't doing any gloating at all until RJ started sending out tweets about three weeks ago when he closed with a flurry. So, um, my only gloat right now is I got a crown being made up for being the king of the picks. How about that? <laughs> you know, this is a lot like the time we played golf. Pete wasn't talking any smack until I ran my mouth to him. And then all of a sudden you run your mouth to Pete. Like that, Pete's like one of those dudes who needs the chip. Like you want the chip on your shoulder. Like when RJ yeah. his mouth, you got locked in on best bets and you came after RJ. RJ, do you feel uh, the same way I do that you want to leave Pete in a parking lot to, uh, to suffer whatever fate may come of him? No, I want Pete to, to close well. I want everybody to do well. I'm, you know, it's Pete's had a great year and we said all along he was having a great year. He was what, like 38 and nine or something. It was some 28 and nine, some crazy number earlier in the year. And, uh, and 
he just continued it the whole year. He never kind of cooled off. So it's a great job by Pete. I'm also proud of Brinson going seven and one in the last week, getting to yeah. 50%. So what now about we're all that? 50% or better. So, you know, it's a great week for the podcast. If Pete wants, if Pete wins and I get 57.5 or 58% of my picks right, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'll, I'll take 58% in a year. It was a good year. year. That's right. Yeah. Look, uh, Pete finished 59% on the number with his NFL picks this season. That is an, that's an incredible run, Pete. And RJ 57.5. Kenny, a very robust 55.4 that probably wins you this contest seven times out of 10, bare minimum. And yeah, I'm proud of myself. You know, you can't let a bad season get you down. You got to fight back seven and one the final, final week to get to, uh, 55, 55 and one. I feel like that Seinfeld episode where. You know, it's like the even Steven. You know what I'm talking about, Kenny, where the twenty dollar bill flies out the window and then another <laughs> church right back up. You know what's amazing though, Brinton, is uh I did really well with these best bets and I stink with my overall expert picks. And my you're best. good with your expert right. picks. I know, it's crazy. My best bets stunk. I don't know which one's better, which one's worse. Just to wrap up the regular season, favorites went forty four percent against the spread, one thirteen, one forty, and one. That tells you that the books probably did well this season. Uh, over unders were slightly to the over 51%, 127, 123 and one. Home teams finished 49% against the spread. We had a uh, touchdown favorites finished 48% against the spread. So if you faded the big chalk, then you, you did pretty well. And prime time favorites, a stunning. 1931 against the spread. That is 38%. Kenny, is there anything we can take away from this from a, Macro perspective, big pictures. We go into the playoffs. Does it, does any of this matter now that we get to the postseason? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, with, with no fans in the stands, it, it showed, you know, very little home field. That's what home field's all about. It's the fan level, the noise level. And, and it's shown in the officiating where home teams are not getting the calls that they used to get. And that those one or two calls a game that they, they used to get, they're not there. And that's the way the playoffs are going to be. So I, I think we take it into the playoffs the same way as the visitors will have a very good opportunity for upsets. Pete, slugging the Red Bull, are you? No, yeah, well, I just, I have, I, that was sitting there, but I have some caught in my throat. I don't know what it is. It's, maybe I got a case of championitis. <laughs> Check that out, get tested or something, buddy. Well, we'll spread that around and all of a sudden everybody in the country will have it. And you should spread the championitis around. That would be very beneficial. That's what I mean. For everybody in the country. Uh, any thoughts, any big picture thoughts, Pete, going to the playoffs? You know what? I, I, I think it's amazing that we finished the year. I mean, I really do think it's incredible. We, 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 the NFL deserves a ton of credit. They didn't have a bubble. They didn't have games canceled. They moved some around. They found out and guys in the league have told me this. They can play Tuesday and Wednesday and get away with it. That might be coming. So I think it's an, it's a tribute to the league, but it's a tribute to the players themselves. I mean, yeah, there's been times when guys got COVID and then they moved it around and had to reschedule games, but the fact that they got them all in. Is absolutely, if you, if you would have set odds before the season on getting all the games in in a regular season without adding the 18th week, what would you have said? Plus 300. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had Incredible. that conversation, had that conversation with someone like an hour ago. So I was ready with a number there, plus 300. Yeah, it is incredible. You, they have that, you know what, RJ? And, and nobody would have taken it. They would have bet against that. Exactly. Yeah. I had, there was what, like two or three outbreaks? Yeah. The Titans won, the, uh, the, the Ravens won, and, um, and, uh, you would expect like maybe half the teams have to go through that. And it's just and, and the only but... really team that it affected, believe it or not, was the Buffalo Bills. Because and they overcame. 
Right, but think about that. The Bills might be the one seed if it wasn't for COVID. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't them. Because they had the, – remember, they were ready to play the Chiefs, and then the NFL rescheduled that game, and they had to switch while they were ready to play the Chiefs on a Thursday and had to play the Titans on a Tuesday and then come back on Sunday and play the Chiefs. And then the only other loss was the Hale Murray. Are you sure that's good for the Bills, though? Do the Bills really want to stop playing? I know we'll talk about the Bills-Colts game in a second, but do the Bills really want to stop playing? I mean, what a friggin' statement from Buffalo and Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. You take the division in Week 15. It's like, all right, maybe they'll ease up going to the last two weeks of the season. No, they curb stomped the Patriots. Like, hey, rem- like, it was like a mafia hit job. They're letting the Patriots know that this is how it works moving forward. And then, as if just to further send a message, they kicked the Dolphins out of the playoffs, reminding them that they are not on their level. It was, I, I was, I think there's a reason why the entire world right now believes the Bills are the best team in football. And I'd be a little nervous if I was a Bills fan, Arjun. And here's the other thing. They could have made it so that Miami was in, as it turned out. Yeah. Right? Maybe Would they have ra- which is a up. weird – wouldn't you rather play Miami than Indy? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that tells you how arrogant, how confident they are, doesn't it? <laughs> Bunch of alpha males up there in Buffalo. Fire in their belly. You like to see it. All right. Let's get to uh, – let's get to the show. So we are doing a playoff system where – you know, we're not going to give out any bet. You can't just give out as many best bets as you want. It's just not as much fun. So we're going to try and help people bet throughout the playoffs to try and win you money. And we're going to compete in this as well. So here's how we're going to do it. Because we didn't last year, a certain member of this podcast, well, it's actually the last two years we've had problems. Two years ago, one of the members of the podcast welched on the 50 bucks that he owes Prisco. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, his name is Nick Costas and I will hunt him down, but that's a whole other story. He's, you know what? He owes me 50, but it's still one fourth of what you owe me, you cheapskate. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Um, I'll pay you eventually. And, uh, by the way, RJ, I gave Will Brinson the, 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 uh, the option. Either he sends it to me now or he pays me when he sees me and I slap him around for a little bit. So what do you think his option is? Take option B so we can uh, live stream it here on Twitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see Will get slapped around. Yeah, I know. People are paying for that. People you know, can sell, sell subscriptions. Um, so for the playoff death bets, what we're going to do is, and again, Pete was a regular season winner. We'll have a new winner for the playoffs. We're going to have each get $100 for each round, each of the first three rounds of the playoffs. So you can put $100, divvy it up however you want across the entire wild card weekend. We understand that some people will bet in real life, will bet more than $100, even more than $100 per game. Um, and that in, but we wanted to make it so, you know, just expand it. Like if Pete's like, I'm putting out 10 bucks on this and you want to write tail Pete, you can just kind of do the math in your head. Um, so we didn't want to be like, we got $10,000 to spend and you know, keep it, you know, keep it simple. You can expand. It's like, yeah, like when I say put 10 bucks on it, Brinson's usually putting 10, 1000 times that on his games. So he'll have 10 grand on it. Key only, released. only, only unfortunately the Clemson game. Um, so we each get a hundred bucks for the first three rounds of the playoffs. A hundred bucks, hundred bucks, hundred bucks. Then two hundred bucks for the Super Bowl. The money resets each week and we'll, we'll track it. So like, if you, if you do a parlay, like you can do a money line parlay. And if it's two dogs and it hits, you can win that and, 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 you know, you're up or down, whatever you are for each week. We didn't want to have last year, the situation was, I mean, Pete, you ran out of money because you went all in on the Packers in the NFC championship game. They got curb stomped and then you were out of money for the Super Bowl. So it kind of fizzled out a little bit. So that's how it's going to work. You guys can spend however you want. You put a hundred bucks on the 
Colts money line if you want. You can put a dollar on a hundred different bets if you want. Whatever you want to do, and we will get to it and uh, give them out as we go. We'll start with the Colts and the Bills. Colts at Bills. The Bills are minus six and a half. All odds via William Hill. Player props are open too. If you like a player prop, it's Thursdays we're recording this four o'clock, so they should be up there. A lot of them on William Hill because of COVID situations with various games. Not all of them are there. Mention it if you like it, but even if you don't bet on it. Um, Colts and Bills minus six and a half. The over under fifty one here. Um, I I love the game. I I absolutely love it. I Indianapolis is as good a football team as Buffalo is. Um, both sides of the football. Um, their offensive line has has come together. Uh, the running game has come together late with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the defense may be better than Buffalo. And you know, you, you mentioned in Buffalo, I was looking at their schedule. Um, they beat up Miami and New England. Who are really bad football teams. They're both, both well, well, New England's six points below average and Miami is three points below average. And with Tua quarterbacking, they're five points below average. Denver below average. Pittsburgh, when they played them, was below average. San Francisco, all the injuries below average. Chargers below average. Arizona below average. Oh, there's Seattle, who's two points above average. They beat them. New England below average. Jets below average. Kansas City above average team. Ten points above average at home, lost by nine. And you mentioned that maybe it was because the scheduling, whatever. Uh, at Houston, Houston, three points above average, lost by 26. Vegas below average, the Rams above average, they beat them by three, but were lucky. Uh, there was a, there was a, there was a, an interference penalty if, if it's called, they lose that game. They, they beat, nope, they beat Seattle, and I don't like Seattle. I, I really don't. I don't ever thought Seattle was any good, so. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't want to criticize the Bills, because Bills are beating everybody. And who, I don't know what you want them to do. You want them to reschedule games and play different teams? Uh, you know, that's not how it works. They just got to play the teams that you're, uh, you're scheduled against. You know who hasn't looked good is the Colts. I mean, they struggled beating the Jaguars in a must-win game, and it took a late touchdown to, to run away with that. And that was a close game late. That Buffalo is number one in weighted DVOA heading into the playoff. Nobody is hotter than this team. And weighted DVOA, DVOA is taking into account the quality of the opponent. They say they're the number one team when you adjust for the quality of the opponent they're playing. Um, the Buffalo's defense has also stepped up down the stretch. It's important with Indy running the ball well, like you said. Indy's D hasn't been good in the second half. They're routinely giving up around 400 yards. I don't, I don't think with the way Buffalo's played in the last four or five weeks, once people have gotten healthy, that Indy is anywhere near Buffalo's defense right now. I think Buffalo can get out to an early lead, exploit the injuries that Indy has at tackle to get to Rivers, and stay ahead of the number here. So I would lean to Buffalo. I'm not going to put any money on the spread. I'll talk about props here in a minute when, when we move to that section. But if I was going to play this game, I'm playing. Buffalo at the minus six and a half before it gets to seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If I'm playing the game, I'm playing Buffalo. I, I just, the Colts defense early in the season was outstanding. I mean, it was, and then the last five weeks of the season hadn't been as good. So I, I, I understand what the Colts want to do. They're going to take Jonathan Taylor and want to pound the football, but the Bills have been better against the run the last five weeks of the season. And I think that's going to be a problem. And that's a great plan until you're down 14 nothing. So uh, I'm with RJ on this one. I, I, my lean is to the Bills. I'm not putting any money on it of, of all the games. This is the one I'm staying away from, but my lean is to the Bills. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Kenny. I like the Colts in this spot. I, and I understand what you're saying, Pete, that they've been better. The Bills have been better against the run. But I do think if there's a weakness of the Bills is that you can be physical on the interior and pound the ball in the run game. And that's what the Colts have been doing. Jonathan Taylor's been Austin. He finished third in the league in rushing yards. He, you know, he's had graping holes, but he's run the ball really, really well. And the Colts offense for, for, I mean, all but like, 
I think the second half against Pitt, Pittsburgh, which was a meltdown, no doubt about it, but Big Ben completely changed how he played all season long. And then for a quarter against Jacksonville, has been really good. I mean, Philip Rivers has been fantastic. Now, the environment's not great. You've got to go up to Buffalo on a Saturday afternoon. But you're not going to get any inclement weather. It's just going to be cold as hell. And then conversely, I'm not saying that Josh Allen can't play against his own defense. But they're going to force Josh Allen to make – underneath throws, short throws, to pick up yardage and to not make mistakes. And so I think if there's a formula, and I'm not saying he can't do it again. Like, I think he can. He's playing awesome. I just don't know that they're going to take bombs over top of the Colts the way they did the Dolphins. And I think if they do that and Josh Allen does make mistakes, this is just a second playoff game, and he made a lot of mistakes in his first. There's no no guarantee he's going to come out and just light the world on fire. Then I think Indianapolis can take advantage and flip the field, run downhill on Buffalo, and pull off this upset. So I actually have the uh, the Colts in a money line parlay. I don't and uh, a little cheap money line parlay. I'm gonna put five bucks in the Colts and another team. I'll tell you about uh, in a few minutes. But uh, I like the Colts to win the game, and I do agree. However, if Buffalo gets up fourteen nothing, it's probably over. Because Philip Rivers will be chucking interceptions into that that secondary, and it's a problem. By the way, let the audience know you picked them to go to the Super Bowl too. I did pick the Colts to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, you did. Okay. So. Um, I'm going twenty. I'm going twenty dollars on on the Colts plus six and a half because I don't think there's no possible way there's six points difference between these two teams. No possible way. Okay. Um, any props for these games? Yeah, I got the uh, the Bills team total over 30. It's an alternate prop because I believe the number is 28 and a half. But I say over 30 plus 105, $20 to win 21 on that plus 105. The, uh, you know, I just go ahead and play that juice. Buffalo's offense has been fantastic down the stretch. They have three straight games of 450 plus yards, 38 plus points. They've been doing well, you know, a lot longer than, than just those three games. Obviously, they've been one of the hottest teams in the league. And like I said earlier, the Colts defense just hasn't been good in the second half of the season. They routinely even up over, around 400 yards. And that Buffalo defense has been playing well. Uh, so I'd rather than but the regular over, you know, not, not knowing what the, how the indie offense is going to perform with those tackles out, I'd rather just take the over on the Buffalo team total. So 20 bucks on that alternate team total of over 30. Ooh. 20 bucks alternate team total 30. RJ with the exotic play out of the gate. Uh, anything else? Pete, props, anything you like? Any, any no, nope, that's me. That's I, I kind of stayed away from this game. Okay. Uh, Sin not – and by the, by the way, I'll uh, – I may – I mean, again, I can't rescind my, my – this is sort of why I'm not hammering the Colts. It's like I'm a little worried DeForest Buckner's not going to play. If he doesn't play, that's a big, big problem for Indianapolis. Sin already ruled out. So it will be interesting to see how Buffalo challenges, like what they do, what they do with Xavier Rhodes and how they challenge him and all of that. But, um, I, I'm a Colts backer here. I'm going to ride, I'm going to ride or die with the Indianapolis Colts. What could go wrong with Phillip Rivers in the playoffs? Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks minus three and a half. The over under is 42 and a half beat. Yeah, I just think this is going to be a game similar to what they played a couple weeks ago in Seattle. Good defenses, slugfest, tough, physical game. And remember, the Rams were going in to take a touchdown lead when golf threw a terrible interception. I mean, awful. And to nobody. There was nobody there. And he didn't play that well even with the bad thumb, and they were still in the game. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think both offenses will have problems in this one. Russell Wilson, remember, when the line starts beating him up a little bit, he starts lowering those eyes. He has all kinds of issues. I think that plays out here as well. Uh, I don't know what the Rams are going to do offensively, so I'm leaning to the under. I'm putting 20 bucks on the under in this game, and I have the Rams as part of a teaser uh, that I will close in a bit. But uh, I, I like this game to be low scoring. 
I do think it could be low scoring. Seattle won that game 20 to nine a few weeks back, but the Rams had five of the seven longest drives in that game. Of those five drives, they had three field goals, one interception that you mentioned, and then one turnover on downs. I mean, they should have had more than nine points just the way that game was going. I think the offensive output with Walford at quarterback was consistent with the Rams last few weeks. They had about similar statistics and that was in a do or die must win game. So it's not like, you know, you're taking advantage of, of, competition in week 17. I mean, that was a game both sides had to win. So I don't know that he's necessarily a downgrade from Goff. I mean, you have to downgrade him in the power rating, but he just showed he could play in, in under a pressure game. So I think this line's going to get down to three. Um, if you can take it at three and a half, I would lean to three and a half there. I'm not going to put any money on it in this. I'll tell, you know, tell you about a prop here in a second, but plus three and a half, I think is a pretty solid bet. Yeah. When I, when I look at the betting number, I feel like Seattle three and a half, they were four, four and a half. That's a golf out number. I, I thought this game would be more around Seattle one, one and a half if golf played. But the total I thought should have been about 42 with golf in the lineup. But without golf in the lineup, I thought it should have been 37. So funny that the side is like a golf in, but the total is a, is a golf in is two, I guess, well, out basically to me. So I, I'm going under. I'm with Pete. I, I think it's a defensive football game. Um, that's the way the Rams have played the entire year. Uh, it's the way Seattle has now played the last six or seven weeks, um, going under in every single game. Uh, it's a defensive team. It, there is, Pete Carroll's always been run first. Obviously, we saw him go pass first at the beginning of the year, but where they're run first now, and so are the Rams. So uh, this will be a battle. The first one was 23-16, and the second one is, you know, you guys mentioned there could have been more points, but if there was 10 more, there's still 39 in that game too, so... Uh, I think the total's too high. Twenty dollars for me on the under. I got ten on the under as well. That's the three or four. Not quite to death, but close. Um, but Seattle. This is my concern with Seattle. For, first of all, the point spread three and a half with John Walford on the other side. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you when you if you go to an average better and be like, look at look at this spread. Russell Wilson versus John Walford in the playoffs, and all you have to do is lay three and a half with Russell Wilson. I feel like 90% of the betting public would love to take Russell Wilson in that spot. It's hard to take John Walford here. I mean, it, it just is. But what Pete Carroll is going to do is – for as long as the Seahawks are around in the playoffs, just mess around by trying to establish the run early in these games. And he's going to pound it into a, a tough Rams defense. They're going to punt the ball a bunch. The Rams are going to be cautious because they have Walford. They don't want to turn it over. And they understand this is a field position. You get to 20 points and you're probably winning type of game. And I think they'll be cautious too. A lot of running. They don't have the explosive runners in terms of Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. It's going to be Malcolm Brown and John Walford running the ball. In fact, I don't know if you can get this. Um, but the two props I like, and, the, and they're not up on William Hill because we don't know whether Goff's going to play or not. But if Walford starts and plays, I love his over rushing yards up to thirty-five and a half. I think he goes. I think he gets to forty easily. And I also think that if you can find some kind of bet where he's, you can't have Lamar Jackson in the mix, or like I wish you could bet on him being the highest rushing player in the NFC. In, in wild card round, because I think Walford could lead the NFC guys in, in rushing yards. I don't, I don't know exactly how you, you get to that. That was on our bold predictions podcast, but I, I think this game goes way under, not a ton of points. It is a low total. I understand that. I don't care. It's the playoffs. We're not going to see much. I like Walford over rushing yards as well. It's not up, so I won't bet it, but I got 10 on the under. Any, uh, props for you, RJ? 
Yeah, I'm taking Russell Wilson under one and a half pass touchdowns at plus 110. It's $10 on that to win 11. He has 40 touchdowns on the year, but in two games against the Rams combined, he had one. And Seattle's now a conservative offense, like these guys have said. Russ has had one pass touchdown in four of the last six games. So, uh, you know, considering he's playing a great defense and that's been their their M.O. lately, I don't know that he's going to get to two here. And the Rams have allowed a league-best 17 pass t- touchdowns all year, two-plus uh, twice in the last ten games. So if just an average quarterback is getting there twice in the last ten games. Russell Wilson's playing more like an average quarterback and not like the, you know, the hellraiser that he was in the first half of the season. It just seems like plus 110 is, is a good price here on this and that it's going to hit more often than 50%. So that's why I'm taking the under on Russ one and a half pass touchdowns. Uh, Pete or Kenny, any props you like that you haven't seen that you might take in this spot? No, I didn't do, I didn't do any props. I, uh, I just did straight games. So I didn't even look at the props, but I, I do like RJ's. That's a good prop, RJ. I like that. All right, uh, let's move along to the Buccaneers at the Washington football team. Tom Brady, for the first time in his career, right? He's going to be on the road in the wild card round. I mean, it's it's pretty stunning, but it's I mean it's not shocking because he is playing in the same division as the Saints. They dominated the Bucks in the regular season, along with losses to the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Bears. All those teams have good defensive lines. You know what, Pete? So does Washington, an eight-point dog at home, over under 45. Your thoughts on this game? This is the ghost game. Remember, when Tom Brady starts seeing ghosts, he has all kinds of problems. We've seen it in the Super Bowl against the Giants a couple times. We saw it earlier this year against the Saints. When those good, quick inside pass rushers and outside pass rushers can control him, he starts ducking and feeling pressure and phantom pressure, and I think that's going to be the case here. I don't think Washington is going to win the game because I don't think they're good enough to score enough to win the game, but I think it's going to be close. I think they will keep it within the number. Uh, And so I got $20 on Washington. Uh, I also have them uh, to close out the teaser with the Rams. So you give me the Rams and and, um, and Washington and the teaser together for 20 bucks too. I would lean to Tampa, but I don't love it. I know everybody's going to be watching, on Washington. It seems like the smart play to be on Washington considering those matchups. But Tampa's covered four of their last five. The offense had 400-plus yards in four of those games. Washington scored 20 last week but only had 248 yards. Field goal drives were, were like nothing. It was turnovers, and they, they kicked after you know going through nowhere on three downs. Uh, without Alex Smith close to 100%, I just don't see Washington moving the ball or scoring much. It's not like they can run it against this defense. This defense is excellent at defending the run. Um, so Washington, D, I don't think we'll be able to tee off on Brady in the second half because I think the Bucks are going to be up. And um, that's it's just pound, pound, pound with with Ronald Jones. That's why I listened to to the Bull Predictions podcast with Brinson, and he said John Walford this and that, and it was like, man, Ronald Jones is going to lead the the NFC in rushing because I just think that they're going to hand it to him in the second half and try to keep that lead. So I would think that Tampa with that defense can stay ahead. So leaning eight, it's up to nine by the time we're recording, so I don't think you can get eight. And I, I would I definitely wouldn't play it at nine. I mean, going higher than, than that. But if it's eight on game day or or under nine. I think you can tease it down and feel comfortable taking Tampa down uh, under three, and that would be the teaser I would look for in this game. Uh, so no bet on the side again. I'll, I'll have a prop again. I didn't love the sides on Saturday. I like them a little bit more on Sunday, but uh, I'm going prop heavy in, on Saturday. Yeah, I, I laid uh, eight on on Tampa in the game, and I, I see the game playing out exactly how RJ said it's going to play out. Um, Washington's offense is just so bad right now, and Alex Smith hobbled around. He Put it on the line. He did what he had to do to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who had nobody in the lineup. Had a very weak team. Now he's up against a Tampa team that 
Their defense is top five. Uh, they'll figure a way out what they're going to do on offense. They know they have to run the ball at pass rushers. And that's what they'll do. They'll be smart, quick passes, and uh, they'll work field position, and they'll win the field position game, and then they'll punch a score in. But uh, I only put in this contest a teaser with uh, the Bucks, so that's my first leg of a $10 teaser. I uh, didn't have much money left after I bet my straight bets, so but their uh, Bucks are a teaser for me. Okay. Man, I'm surprised that y'all like the Buccaneers that much. Because I just feel like the Washington fits the mold of a team that is going to pressure Tom Brady. And if you pressure him and it's nasty outside in DC, it doesn't, it just feels like a bad game for him. But I also feel like Washington's kind of a trendy, uh, underdog. As I mentioned, you look at the teams that they played, right? The teams they lost to. They have one win against a playoff team. It's Green Bay. And Green Bay, does, you know, they have pass rushers on the edge, but they can't really – they can get to you on the interior a little bit. But they just physically beat them off early on, that pick six by Aaron Rodgers. The other teams that they lost to in the playoffs, the Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Bears, all those teams can get after you without blitzing you, just like Washington can. They're going to get interior pressure on Tom Brady and make him uncomfortable. If you pressure Tom Brady without blitzing him – and this is my concern for the Bucks. Like, I think if they come out and have – Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin running these short little routes that Tom Brady can get the ball out quickly. They'll obliterate the, the uh, Washington. But if they try and run Bruce Arians' offense and try and get vertical on Washington, I think th- there'll be a chance for Chase Young to actually tee off on Tom Brady. And, I mean, look, the Bucks' offensive line is good, but Bruce, has Bruce Arians ever changed his philosophy for anybody in the history of his coaching tenure? Piece? No. He runs what he's no. going to run. And – this is a bad team to run it against. And that's, that's my concern. If that changes and I see them come out and they're like whipping it around short and quick and getting it out and, and, and picking up yak with those guys, then I'll, I'll get off Washington live. But I, I tend to like Washington as a live dog. And I'm just, that's my other money line parlay. Five bucks of Washington and the Colts to win outright pays off huge. I, I didn't actually look it up, but it pays off enormous. Um, and I like the uh, the under in this spot as well. I have $10 on the under at 45 I just don't think either – there's not going to be scoring in this. It's going to be Washington – I think 17-10 is what we're looking at. One of these teams wins that way. Okay, if you are watching us, we will continue this podcast. If you're watching on Twitch, if you are – let me get one more bet in. What are you doing? You're trying to cut me off on my, my oh, profit. Wow. What are you doing here? When you mentioned Ronald Jones. Trying, to, trying to win by cheating. Look at this. Yeah, I got one more one more bet in this game. Uh, I'm going under 10.5 receiving yards for Ronald Jones, the guy I think is going to dominate on the ground. Minus 115, betting 23 to 120. Washington allows the fourth fewest receiving yards to running backs in the league, and Tampa doesn't use Jones as a receiver. Zero or one catch in the last five games. Under 10 yards in seven of his last nine, I believe. So it should be a game where Tampa's up in the second half, like I said, and running the ball or play action with Jones, and they're not throwing him the ball. So I think that's a great prop to, to get your money down on. So that's my biggest bet of Saturday right there, 23 to 120. Wow. RJ, RJ's doing it right. He's using the juice, laying 23 to win 20 on a minus 115. This is my first bet. I thought, you know what? I got like the Colts, $20. Did I put down 22? But I didn't get $110 to cover the juice. I only got mm-hmm. 100 So, you know what? I just said I'm going to keep all my, my figures uh even so I can add them up easily to 100, but I guess my 20 is going to win $18.20. Uh, and for the record, my, I looked it up on williamhill.com slash us slash nj slash bet slash football. It must be 18 to qualify. Uh, or something like that. $5 to win 75.25. The Colts in Washington went outright. Somebody is up there on the leaderboard. You guys may have to do crazy parlays and stuff. What's he saying to that $5, Pete? 
See ya. <laughs> you know, there's a gif out there of Pete going, see ya. That like, that like I've saved my phone 17 times. And we, use, I, I cannot tell you how often I use it. We, uh, see ya. NC State had a quarterback transfer, and I'm on this thread with a bunch of the state guys, and I just fired Pete in there going, see ya. Um, anyway, we will see you if you're listening to the podcast right after the break. If you're watching live, we're going to continue on to make picks here on the Twitch, the Pick 6 podcast show on Twitch. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, so the next game on the schedule. Oh, boy. Big time revenge spot here, Pete. The Ravens, minus three and a half at the Titans, over under 54 and a half. Lamar Jackson, I don't know if you've heard this, has never won a playoff game and has lost the last two matchups to the Titans. I'm not sure if anybody's mentioned that this week at all. Yeah, I'm with you on the pressure is on him. This is a game for him, and I think he's going to play well. I mean, how can you not play well against that Tennessee defense? They are awful. I think this is a game for Lamar Jackson. We know it's run, 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 but I think he's going to be able to throw some, too, in this game. And, you know, he put up big numbers in that playoff loss last year, and a lot of it came later in the game, but he did put up big numbers. This defense in Tennessee is way worse than the one he faced in that game. I think he's going to, they're going to have all kinds of problems stopping him. The two, you know, you got a, it's a rush game, right? You got the leading rushing team in the league in the Ravens and you got the leading rusher in the league in Derrick Henry. Uh, but I think this is a perfect opportunity for Lamar Jackson to quiet a lot of his critics, uh, and win his first playoff game. And I will lay the three and a half points. How much are you putting on it, Pete? I think you got a bet $20. on it. $20. $20 on the Ravens. One of my best bets. 
Yeah, I think Pete is exactly right. I got 25 on it, three and a half at plus 100. Um, Tennessee won the first game in overtime, but Baltimore's defense didn't have Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams. I mean, that's a huge difference uh, considering you're trying to stop a, a heavy run team here. And Baltimore also had a bunch of positive COVID tests coming out of the game. So maybe that game day, the roster wasn't at its best. You know, who knows how, how it takes a little while for those, those tests to pop up. So Baltimore has been on fire though lately. They played a bunch of easy opponents, but I mean, they're just destroying people on the ground and their defense is playing well. And Pete's right. Tennessee's defense is awful. Allowed four. 430-plus yards to all of their last five opponents except Jacksonville. And I think the four of us could probably hold Jacksonville under you know, 430 yards. So they're not, they're not a tough defense to stop. So Baltimore, you got the revenge angle. Of course, they're ready for revenge. You say Lamar Jackson has never won a playoff game. And I can't believe in Lamar Jackson's storied career of 15 years or however long it's been that he's never had a playoff game. <laughs> It's definitely a narrative I would be playing up right now because this what was now 35, 36. When is he ever going to win a playoff game? Uh, <laughs> so uh, you can just throw that narrative out the window. That's that's Will Brinson living in narrativeville. Uh, I love the Ravens to run to run away with it. Here is probably my best favorite spread of the uh, the 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 weekend. I haven't put it up on Sportsline yet because I think it might tick to three. And if it gets to three, I am all over Baltimore. Um, I'm taking Tennessee plus the three and a half for thirty dollars. This will be my biggest. Tennessee's defense. Tennessee's defense is not that bad. So it's terrible. Think what you want. Think what you want. It's your eyeball test thinks they're terrible. Um, but they're not. They're not that terrible. They're, then they'll come to play and they got the best running game in football. Um, I, I, th- th- these are very even football teams. Lamar Jackson has done nothing. Uh, yeah. And the, at the end, he beat Cleveland, Jacksonville, the Giants and Cincinnati. And that, and before that though, he was horrendous. He's been an average NFL quarterback all year long, and that's all he is. He had an MVP year last year, and then he couldn't win his playoff game. Now he's an average NFL quarterback, and he still can't win his playoff game. So give me Tennessee plus the three and a half. I won't even need him. Oh, man. I So, RJ, you're saying that I'm, like, running this narrative train. That could not be further from the truth. And, by the way, Kenny, uh, Tennessee, 29th in defensive DVOA. They suck. They're not good on defense. And I, I remember back to speaking of the Lamar Jackson narrative train. I think this is sort of undersold because it's been a while since we had somebody that this happened to. But once upon a time, people said that Matt Ryan couldn't win a playoff game. And people said that Aaron Rodgers couldn't win a playoff game. This is what people do when quarterbacks start 0-2 or 0-3 in the playoffs in their career. They start to say they can't win the big game. People said Peyton Manning couldn't win a Super Bowl. That's some dumb crap right there. I mean, and if Josh Allen loses to the Colts on Saturday, there will be people who ask, can Lamar, can Josh Allen win a playoff game? Of course he can. It's ridiculous. It's narrative street. Lamar Jackson ran into two hot wildcard teams the last two years and they, he hadn't, he's more developed as a passer now. He's still not completely an elite passer, but it doesn't matter. Tennessee's defense stinks and they're going to carve him up. I think Baltimore is going to win. Big. I'm going to hedge a little bit against it because I like the over more at 54 and a half. I got 20 on the over, but I am also going to put, oh, excuse me, I got $30 on the Ravens Titans over. I think this is a score fest. And I think regardless of who gets up in this game, you can end up seeing a ton of points uh, in, in a comeback effort. I saw that Warren Sharp pointed this out. The last 20 drives that Baltimore had in Tennessee in regulation, uh, uh, excuse me, Baltimore's last 20 drives against Tennessee in regulation over those two losses. Only three punts, eight turnovers, including turnovers on down, eight red zone trips, and they went two of eight in the red zone. They will be better in the red zone this time around. They will have more explosive plays. Hollywood Browns actually showing up for once this year, uh, and I think that we'll see Lamar Jackson chunking the ball down the field and Tennessee forced to come back. Game goes way over. I like Baltimore to win and to cover as well. And then I'm going to put 20 bucks on 
Lamar Jackson over rush yards at 70 and a half. It is up there at William Hill. That is a huge number. It doesn't matter. Dude is running wild at the moment. I think he gets to 100. I would bet the alternate numbers up to 99. And I think that you can get some serious cash there watching Lamar Jackson run. Hey, Kenny. Kenny, Mike Rabel wouldn't admit he has a good defense. <laughs> I got him ranked. I have him ranked twentieth in the NFL. So they're below average. They're below average. They're way you know, below you know average. You know what? If, so if they so didn't were get the, so were the they Chiefs. Had four, they had four the sacks last week to get to nineteen. If they didn't get those sacks last week, they would have been the lowest, I think, playoff sack team in in like thirty years. So if Derrick Henry rushes thirty-five times for two hundred and fifty yards, who do you think wins the game? But but that's see that's no we're talking about the defense he doesn't play yeah, defense. Yeah, I know because the defense won't have to be on the field because they're going to control the ball on the ground. Now I do think I do think that this is similar to the game um, last year in the playoffs where if you're live betting the game you're going to try and live bet it, bet the game like if you have Baltimore minus three and Tennessee gets up fourteen nothing try and fight don't double down on Baltimore. Like if Tennessee gets a big lead and they get downhill with Derrick Henry he's going to pop off big runs and it's going to be tough. But to Pete. And you said this before the game last year, before the playoff game. And this is a point that I hammered home and gave you credit everywhere I hammered it home. But Dean Pease was the architect of the defense on the Ravens designed to stop Colin Kaepernick and Greg Roman's offense in San Francisco in that, in that Super Bowl. And then they flipped and Pease was with the Titans and Roman was with the Ravens and he just knows how to stop him. And they don't have that this year, do they? They're worse. They're worse on defense. The defense isn't close to being what it was a year ago. I mean, that's the biggest difference in the game. But their defense. If your defense is worse, like they're not going to be able to do the same thing they did to them last year in terms of making Lamar, like shutting down the middle, shutting down the run. And RJ made a good point about the Ravens. No, no Williams and no Campbell the last time and everybody had COVID. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I'm, I'm with RJ. I think this is actually pretty easy. Yeah. I like the Ravens too. Any, uh, any props from you guys at all? I didn't put anything on it. Um, you said you like the Lamar over on his rushing yards. I actually like it better over on his passing yards. One and a half passing yards at plus one thirty. That he went over that total. Pass yards. Pass yard. Pass touchdowns. Sorry, one and a half pass touchdowns. Um, went over that total in the last three games, even with his low yardage totals. He wasn't throwing for a lot of uh, rush yards, but once they got down there, he was throwing touchdowns. And he's got uh, multiple touchdowns in nine of sixteen on the year. Tennessee's defense has given up the second most pass touchdowns in the NFL, averaging over two per game. I don't know why this number is plus one thirty. I think just the expectation that Baltimore is just going to run, run, run. But uh, that's not what they're doing near the goal line. You know, he's throwing, throwing some touchdowns. So um, I would take Lamar over one and a half pass touchdowns at plus one thirty. If I had anything left over to bet, I probably would have bet that. Ooh, all right, I like it. Um, it's good money. Might be free money. If you like free money, we got an opportunity to give you some free money. CBS Sports is a new way for you to up the action in the postseason with the playoff pick em. Whether you want to pick the games for cash or compete against friends, we have you covered with two easy ways to play. First, enter the playoff challenge for your chance to win $5,000. All you need to do is pick the winners and the champ walks away with a, with five grand in free cash. Free cash delivered to your house by Pete Prisco. Second, get your friends, family, and coworkers, or anybody that loves football involved by creating a fully customizable private pool. You'll be in full control with options to choose the matchups you want to include, how to pick, scoring, and more. Best of all, the playoff pick'em is totally free. So visit cbssports.com slash playoff or download the CBS Sports app now to start your pool and play for $5,000. Bears at the Saints. Saints are minus 10 now. This line has climbed. The Saints have got the double digits. The over-under is 47 here, Pete. 
Yeah, I think this line is too bloated. And we've seen this formula play out for the Saints before. NFC North team comes to town. Uh, you're a heavy favorite, and they lost last year to the Vikings. I just think that the Bears will keep it close with their defense. I know the Saints will have Kamara back. That's a big part of what they do on offense. But they're still limited in terms of speed on the outside. They don't run by people. I think they're going to have problems in the passing game here stretching the field. And I just think that the defense in Chicago will keep close. Look, I'm not buying into all the Trubisky hype. I know he played against four really bad teams before last week. But I think the defense will keep him in the game. And if you're going to give me 10 points, I'm taking 10. I'll take the Bears plus the 10 for $20. I couldn't take either side of the spread. I don't want to lay 10 uh, with the Saints right now. They're a very, uh, you know, Jekyll and Hyde team. I don't want to trust Chicago against a team that can be great when it's playing at its top. So I would lean to the under 47. Chicago beat up some awful defenses down the stretch. That New Orleans defense, I, I was I was kind of fading New Orleans down the stretch because that defense didn't look good. And then all of a sudden, I put Ban- Panthers as one of my best bets to close the season, trying to stay ahead of Pete, and that defense showed up, and they just played their butts off. So um, I think they finally found themselves. If they carry that over here, this game's going to go under. Chicago has a good red zone defense. They can slow New Orleans down and hold them to field goals. I mean, they had six combined field goals between the two teams in their earlier meeting this season. That game would have gone under this total if not for overtime. It was 23-23 going into overtime. So I would lean to the under here. Don't love the spread either way. If I had to pick it, I'd, I'd go with the Bears just because 10's a huge number in the playoffs, but um, I'm staying away from this. Well, that 10's definitely say Michael Thomas in and, and Alba Kamara in, and, and I kind of feel the same way. I, I don't want to lay 10 against a really good defense, and, and I don't want to take the 10 because if the Saints are on, the Saints could be the best team in the NFL. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to pass on the game. I'm, I'm, my numbers are right there. Um, but I lean, lean a little bit to the under because of the solid defense on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at this game, I mean, it's, it's hard to, 10 is just too much. It's just way too many points. Could, could the Saints defense pick off Mitchell Trubisky twice, shut down David Montgomery and win by 21? Absolutely. But the last time the Saints won a playoff game, home or away by double digits, was January 7, 2012. So after the 2011 season, when they took Matthew Stafford and the, and the Lions to the woodshed and they beat him 45-28. Since then, they have played seven playoff games and every single one has been within one score. The Saints team doesn't, they're, they're, they're very good. They're very well balanced, but the way that they operate on offense isn't as explosive and dynamic as it used to be. And when they go up against a decent defense in the playoffs, We see them typically not score as many points. I mean, they have scored 20, 20, 23, 20 twice, 23, 31, 24, 26, 15 since that Lions game. And three of those games were away, and four of those games were at home. I mean, this is just not a team that's going to put up a ton of points against a Bears defense. They're going to play ball control. They're going to dink and dunk it. They're not going to make mistakes. They're not going to go vertical. Breeze has broken ribs. They're going to try and protect him and get the ball out quickly. I love the under in this spot. So um, I'm going to put a third – what did I put on the tw- – 25 on the under 47 here. So a quarter of my my uh, bankroll on the under 47. I lean towards the Bears in a big way, and I think the Bears are kind of a live dog here. So, I, I mean, I know they're 10-point dogs, but if the Saints kind of mess around and Trubisky makes something happen with his legs, I don't know. I could see – I can see this getting weird. Uh, any props for you guys in this in these games? 
Well, they didn't have any props posted until just now. They just put Trubisky and Montgomery props up. So I'm, I've been looking at those. Trubisky's passing yards total is 245 and a half. He's been, you know, over that, kind of barely over that in four, in five of his last six. So it's, it's not a great number. And he's played a lot of bad defenses in that stretch. I mean, Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville, you're going to, you're going to go over a lot of those times. But the key thing there is even though playing those bad defenses, they let him throw the ball. He's got 34 attempts, 33 attempts, 35 attempts, 42 attempts in four of his last five games and then 46 before that. And that was when he took back over the starting job. So I think if they're going to let him throw the ball here and they need to against the Saints, the Saints team that can score a bunch of points, he could probably creep over that, that yardage total. So I would lean to that over. Um, but yeah, that's the only, really the only thing I'm seeing right now because they just haven't posted the full the full slate of props yet. Yeah, good point. Kamara uh, is Kamara. Pete, Pete, you said Kamara is Kamara definitely in? Yeah, they well, he's not definitely in, but it, they say he's going to play. Okay, so we expect him to play. I mean, he's pra- he's, after- he's watching practice every day with Did you see with a video conference? I don't know, but yeah, he's he's, he's like run, he's like doing a walk. He's cleared to play. Doesn't he have to test negative at a, by a certain point to be able to play? I think he's got no, test he's negative. Got- yeah, but he's got till so he can play. If the game was Saturday, he wouldn't be in. Yeah, but it's Sunday, so he's he should be good to go. He's he's Correct. likely to play, and Michael Thomas is back in practice, so they should be full strength in terms of their weapons. Uh, Trubisky needs to average six point two yards per attempt if he throws forty times to get that two forty five number. So don't hate that either, especially if they're chasing points. If the Saints are up big, he'll definitely get get over that number. Browns at Steelers. Oh yeah, yeah. What is only. Only God, only the Browns would God do this to, right? Getting the playoffs for the first time in decades. And surprise, your coach has got a rare, well, not a rare, but a pant, he's got the, he's got a virus that's sweeping the entire globe, like the globe, and he won't be able to coach, and the NFL won't let him coach from home, and so does your all pro, pro bowl interior offensive lineman. The Steelers are, it, the line was actually four, and then it went off the board, it came back at six. In case Kevin Stefanski was wondering what his worth is to the point spread, Pete, Steelers minus six over under 47 and a half. I really believe, and I'm in the minority on this probably, that Kevin Stefanski will have everything. The hay will be in the barn for Sunday. He's coaching this team this week. He's just not around. The, the, the game plan will be his. The install will be his. The, the script will be his. Now it's just up to Alex Van Pelt to call the plays on the script at, at, in that time. And then when they get off the script, Alex Van Pelt's going to have to have a little bit of feel. And he's a former quarterback in this league, uh, and he's called plays before. So I don't think it's going to be as big an issue. The issue will be, you mentioned Joel Batonio's not there. That's a big issue. This offensive line is the strength of this team. Tackle to tackle, they might have been the best in the league this year. And they're not. Th- he's not there. That's a big loss for them against the Steelers. Uh, even if Stefanski was coaching on the sideline, I think the Steelers are the play here. I think they're the better team. I think they found something in the, that last game against the Colts before they sat everybody in the second half. They drove the ball. I think their offensive design has been terrible all year long. I've said it a bunch of times on this podcast. I think they've done a bad job with their receivers. Deontay Johnson can go. I think he goes in this game and gets down the field, hits some big shots. Roethlisberger will hit him. I think the Steelers are the play. I'll take twenty dollars on the Steelers minus the six. I'm basically betting the same thing. I got it's a minus one ten line, so I got twenty two to win twenty to close me out for Pittsburgh minus six. I mean, even with the move based on COVID news, I would lay it up to seven. I don't think it gets there. It looks like it's settled at six, and I think it could come back if we see some positive news coming back about how Stefanski, you know, he he he's like Pete is saying, it's not going to affect the preparation for the game. Uh, since that number was four, it could come back down. And you can get a better value. If this would have been four, you know, when we did this, I would have loved it. And if I could wait, I would love it even more. But we got to lock this in here. Cleveland's in an awful spot, coming off a week limited 
practices, you know, COVID news right into another week of limited practices. Can't do everything you want to do. We saw how the coaching losses affected Detroit. I mean, I'm, I know that Stefanski is going to be able to prep this team, but, but that was a 10 point line and they lost by 40. So uh, <laughs> I don't expect it to be that bad, but it's certainly a, a situation that's on the table that could happen. Uh, Pittsburgh finally able to rest some key players. They didn't have a break all year. Really, you know, they got their bye moved while they were doing preparation. They got their mini bye moved because of the Ravens game. And uh, they finally got that rest. Despite having Rudolph at quarterback in that game, the offense had the most yards since week two. I mean, maybe they fixed their issues. Maybe it was a sense of their game plan and what they were trying to do. Seemed like Ben flipped a switch in the second half of that indie game. And uh, and then they carried it over with the backup quarterback. That Pittsburgh defense held Cleveland at 220 yards when they were trying earlier in the year, not, not this last game. Uh, and it was a blowout win. Big for Cleveland to make the playoffs. I think it's kind of a, 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 you know, weight off your shoulders that you finally got this team back to the playoffs. You know, there's big things to come. Too much to overcome in this game. I think Pittsburgh's going to roll. I think Pete has real, that right. real quick on the Lions. The Lions could have Lombardi and Mike and, and, and Don Shula in their prime coach in that team and they still wouldn't won. Uh, they just might not have quit at the end like they did in that game. And didn't the, Alabama beat LSU the week that Nick Saban was on the sideline. They blew him out, right? I mean, look, players play, coaches, you know, they put their plan in and then they go. I mean, Alabama's got more NFL caliber pros than the Lions do right now, I think, on their roster. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, impossible. Um, I, I, I don't think there's, really. it's I don't think there's a big deal with Stavansky not being in there. I, I didn't add anything to the line, uh, because players, <laughs> players are going to play in there. He's going to have his game plan. So Alex Van Pelt's going to have to make a couple of extra calls in this game that, uh, you know, he hasn't been used to, but he is, he was a quarterback as, as mentioned. Um, Bettino is a point drop off to the offensive line and a point in, uh, quarter to the team. That hurts him a little bit, but, uh, I think Pittsburgh wins the game. I think it could be as close as this last game, though. So I used Pittsburgh in my teaser to close it off. I got the Bucks minus two, uh, Steelers at Pickham for a $10 teaser. And then my last $20 bet, I'm under in this game, under 47 and a half. And the biggest reason, uh, these two teams have been preparing for each other's offense for two straight weeks now. And in the NFL, when you have two weeks to really prepare for the same offense, it's much easier to slow those offenses down and shut them down. I think Pittsburgh's defense shuts down Cleveland's offense all day long. And Cleveland's going to have a little success too. So um, Pittsburgh cannot run the football, and Big Ben has not been very good the last six weeks of the year. So uh, under 47 and a half for me. Yeah, I don't mind that under. So when the COVID news broke, I put a large bet on the Steelers, thinking it was going to pop back up at like, Steelers minus 10, I could get myself a nice little five-point window in an NFL game, which you take 100% of the time, right? Well, that window never happened. I think I'm just going to ride the Steelers minus five at this point. And if I need to, if I'm panicked, I'll buy back out or something. I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it creeps back down. I think one of the things that's a little undersold here is how badly Ben Roethlisberger has destroyed the Cleveland Browns throughout the entirety of his career. They played Mason Rudolph last week and they, they, I mean, that game was close. I mean, I, I realized that, you know, it felt like the Browns were in control the whole time, but the Steelers had a, had looks to win that game. Big Ben is 24, two and one against the, against the Browns in his career, completing 63% of his passes, averages 241 yards per game. Not mind blowing. They don't, they've been blowing him out a bunch. 41 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. He, the, the Browns pass him to the draft. He hates him for it. He holds it. He holds a grudge against it and he lights him up. He likes to blow up these, these Ohio teams. And that's uh, good for him. I respect spite. I love spite. Hey, Will, yeah. I got to run. I got a Pete versus the book segment coming up. Okay. 
Uh, all right, Kenny's going to bounce out of here. I'm sure Debo will. You do? Cause I'm not on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought I'd worry you a little bit. No, I got another, I got another show I got to head to. Okay. All right, Kenny. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Uh, I'm sure our excellent producers will figure out what to do with that. Um, Brinson, by the way, uh, let's not gloss over what you said that, that Alabama has more NFL players no, than no, the Lions. I don't, I don't mean that. Let me ask you this. Would, um, would the, would the Patriots trade their, and now we're giant heads on the screen. I like the four box better. Would the Patriots trade their wide receiver group for Alabama's wide receiver group? Well, I mean, is Waddle healthy? Yeah, no, no, you get everybody. Like you tell, you send Jacoby Myers and Edelman and everybody. I mean, Here's the thing. Those guys have done it in the NFL. These guys you're projecting. I'm just asking, would they trade it? Because I think they would. They would consider it. I think they would do it in a heartbeat. Do you get Devontae Smith and Waddle? I'm not, I saying, mean, I'm not saying they'd be upgrades immediately. I'm just saying they'd be better over the long Let's put it this time. way. Will either one of them be better than Edelman was in his career? It's a long shot that one of them will outperform Edelman's total stats. Right. So. Um, okay. So. I'm all for I hate those arguments, by the way. The NFL player, oh, they, if they no, play. No, no, no. Any NFL team would always murder any college. The bad guys on NFL teams are better than most of the guys in, on the college national champion. That's the difference. Um, so, uh, I don't have a bet on Brown Steelers at all. Huh, interesting. But I do have a personal bet on the Steelers. So I like, I like y'all rolling with the Steelers. Um, and everybody sort of likes the Steelers. I just think this is a possible spot. You're asking Baker, and if, if the Browns get down and the Steelers have a double-digit lead and Baker Mayfield has to throw a bunch, this turns into an ugly, ugly affair for the Cleveland Browns, an ugly way to close your season. I think everybody – All right, I got to ask this question to you two both. Okay. There's always a team that makes a run in the playoffs every year that nobody sees coming. Who is it? Uh, That's tough. Um, I'll answer because, I, I mean, you know my answer there. Go for it. It's the Colts. Yeah, the Colts aren't beating the Bills. Colts are beating the Bills and the Chiefs. And no. The Steelers and then the Buccaneers. I mean, you see, most people would say the Bucks or the Ravens because I think they're the Ravens flies. Are choice too. But they're all they're capable. I, I mean, the the candidates are the Rams. Yeah, I think that's my pick is the Rams with that defense. Yeah. You know, they could control Seattle in this game. I think they could win yeah. the game. That's a going plus because three and a half. Even if Washington pulled off the upset, they're not going to Green Bay and beating the Packers. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Rams, if they win, they would go play. If, if the, the Rams, well, the Rams are the sixth seed. So if they, yeah, they win, have to go play the Packers too. Unless the Bears also won. Right. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. But I'm just saying like there, if it's probably. Okay. The if the Bears, if the Bears won and the Rams won, then the Bears would go to the Packers, Green Bay and, and the Rams would go to, to the, Tampa. Uh, is that right? Yeah. To Tampa. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the Rams assume, well, or, or, or Washington. The Rams won at Tampa. Sure. Well, what if, what if the, what if Washington, Chicago and the Rams all win? Then you have total chaos and Green Bay well, rolling to the playoffs. And those who had big bucks on, uh, Green Bay to win it all probably a catch in their bet. We should have, we should have put in some futures. Uh, who would you bet on to win it all right now? You have, if I, if I give you the numbers, who would you take? Depends on the numbers. Obviously, I pro- I'd probably say the Bills. With my uh, value on that, as a Bills wow. fan, I, I'm not. Oh, this is a real change for RJ. Yeah, yeah. Now he's a Bill. Let, let's tell the audience: RJ is a lifelong Bills fan, very pessimistic Bills fan. Typically, what? 
very pessimistic Bills fan, typically. I'm always Correct. waiting for it to go wrong. But now this you're season, optimistic. They're, they're trashing the Patriots. I mean, they're closing the season well. They're they're winning every single game they should, except for like Hale Murray and the COVID thing, like you said. Number one team in DVOA. Um, they're I don't I think they could play with the Chiefs. I don't think they're gonna go in and beat the Chiefs. I'm not gonna predict that right away. But you know, but um that line shouldn't be any more than three or four the way they're playing in Kansas City. Um, so I give them I'm a real shot you. against Kansas City if they get there. And uh, I, I think they're a more complete team than the teams on the, the NFC. And I was on with Steve Tasker today up in Buffalo and he asked me if I was taking a victory lap about Josh Allen. And I said, no, I go, but, but I will say this. Here's my great fear is we finally get Buffalo and Josh Allen to play the Chiefs in the Arrowhead for the championship and the wind blows at like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> Why is that your fear? And you know what he said? He said, I think it would be like that Rams Chiefs game from Monday night a couple, Monday night a couple years ago, which would be fantastic to watch. Yeah. Are you, are you saying it's your fear because you don't want to, you don't want to lose out on like the awesome offense with 40 miles? I want to see quarterbacks throw it around. I don't want to, yeah, I want to see I fun. Think- I think you've said in the past, like with Josh Allen and his arm, I don't think it matters how, long, how much the wind is blowing. It's 45 it might. <laughs> and Mr. Mahomes has a big arm too, you know. Pete's best bets. Oh, no, sorry, not best bets. They're your best bets. How you're spending your money. You got five bets. Simple man. Lunch pail guy. 20 bucks on the Rams Seahawks under. 20 bucks, $20 on a Rams Washington teaser. $20 on the Bears plus 10. Twenty dollars on the Ravens minus three, and twenty dollars on the Steelers minus six. I like all those. I'll be I'll be busted by the end of the weekend. You might be plus one hundred by the end of the week. Those are all good. Uh, RJ has the Bills alternate team total. I love this. Pete's got five very straightforward bets, and RJ comes out with an alternate team total bet. Uh, he has the Bills alternate team total over thirty plus one hundred five twenty to win twenty one. Russell Wilson under. One and a half pass touchdowns plus one ten. As you can see, RJ very much a plus EV better. That I am not. RJ is a plus. Yeah, I'll, I'll lay like one sixty five on a prop. RJ is looking for plus EV. Uh, is it under Russell Wilson pass touchdowns one and a half? Under Ronald Jones receiving yards ten and a half. That's minus one fifteen at William Hill twenty three to win twenty. Baltimore minus three and a half plus one hundred twenty five to win twenty five. Pittsburgh minus six twenty. Uh, he's got twenty dollars on that. Kenny has the Colts plus six and a half for twenty. Steelers under forty seven and a half for twenty. The Titans plus three and a half for thirty, and the Rams under forty two and a half for twenty. Kenny actually left ten dollars on the table. Did, I don't think y'all did that, right? That's nope. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. He might be. He might be up. It might be ten zero 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 by the end of the week. Who knows? Um, you won't worry about that. I'll bet you, I'll bet you 50 that doesn't oh, happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Kenny has a $10 teaser too. I'm an idiot. I missed that. I was, I was going to say, I was going to go, Brisson, I'll bet you 50 that doesn't happen. But then of course you never pay anyway. So what's Just the difference? Put it, put it on my tab. Put it on Underhill. Put it on my tab. <laughs> uh, Buccaneers minus two. Steelers. Sign up for Venmo. I'll send you the money. No, I don't have, I'm not doing that. Oh, you mean mail you a check? It's 2020. No, I'll, I'll get you Venmo. You get Venmo. I'll send you the money. <laughs> or I bet you, it's more fun to have you not send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, zero percent interest, just you enjoy it. Um, uh, Bucks minus two, and the Steelers is a pick. Is t- Kenny's ten dollar teaser there? That's pretty good too. And uh, I have the Rams Seahawks under forty two and a half for ten. Washington Tampa Bay under forty five for ten. Ravens Titans over fifty four and a half for thirty. 
New Orleans, Chicago under for 25, a $5 Colts Washington money line parlay that pays out, uh, 14 to one, I think, or 615 to one and $20 on Lamar Jackson over rush yards, 70 and a half. Um, by the way, the, the, this is, we're, now that we're in a new year, the Shylock rules go into in place, in, in place. So every Friday you got to pay me 100% interest no, of what you owe me. Point. And then it compounds every Friday. So, so um, there you go. Okay. We'll, uh, on future podcasts, we may do some, uh, we'll do some chats. So if you want to hop on and leave questions, ask us anything, we'll do that. But for right now, we're going to end it because we ran long. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. Great job on the best bets as always, guys. Let's stay hot in the playoffs, and we'll talk to you next week. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.